Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. Welcome, Preds, to a stuffy episode of the Bride Trust. Ugh. No, I'm, it's not that bad. But <laughs> it's pretty bad. You'd probably be blowing your nose and. Yeah, I, I might be. I'm going to try to mute myself. Remember to mute myself when I get the chance. If I need to cough or blow my nose this week, I have a bit of a head cold, but that's okay. That will not stop us from delivering the U.S. I mean, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to an infected episode of the Brian Trust. <laughs> an infectious episode. You'll, you'll want all your friends Ooh, to catch it. You want all your friends to catch this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> catch this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you've been infected with Brian Trust. No! How did this happen? I had ear protection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just off to a great start this week. All right, well, it's now, now mid-February. We have passed the hurdle that is Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Um. Or that for was a nice. lot of us, Thursday. How, yeah. <laughs> how was Valentine's Day for you? Um, it was it was fine. I mean, I was at work and and I came home and that was it. That's I mean, nice. Did they have tr- finished up the finished up my week of rom com watching for uh, my movie challenge? And, nice. Um, did okay. your work do any like? Did they bring in treats or? Have a cake or something. My supervisor like put some candy on our desks and stuff, but it wasn't. Oh, it. that's nice. Yeah, no, it was. It was nice of her. It wasn't a lie. It was yeah. just like a little couple of Reese's Reese's peanut butter cups. It was. It was weird. It's like it's Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces inside. Yes. Which I'm just like that's just overkill. That just that ruin. I'm a purist when it comes to my peanut butter cups, and I don't want crap in the middle. I want chocolate. And I want peanut butter. I want to try one of those. I'm not a big candy eater, but I want to try one of those. Well, all it is, the only difference is you taste the shell and then the peanut butter inside the shell because it's different than the peanut butter you get in a peanut butter cup. Oh. Like the textures, like the taste of it, the taste and the texture are different. So I wonder, I wonder how they came up with that. I mean, I can only imagine that they were sitting around some table and well, they're like, I need to shake things up a bit. I think about these things because – um, there, and it was funny cause it popped up in my, my Facebook memories this week. You know, one of those, you remember this year, this year, X years ago, I came nope. across it in the store and it was, um, and I, I remember cause I took a picture of it and posted it to Facebook because I was like, you know, we should not tamper in, in this, you know, we're messing with forces we don't understand. And it was, uh, chewy chips, ahoy that are filled with Oreo cream. <gasps> Is that still a thing? I don't know because the picture was from like four years ago. So I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing. The interesting thing is now, and this was something I saw on Twitter a few days ago, but I had to go find it and buy it to make sure see it in the wild to make sure Oreo now has, because you know, they have regular Oreo and then they have double stuff and then they have mega stuff. And now they have have the most stuff. The most stuff. What is it? Like an inch of cream? What is it? Kind of. It certainly feels, it's like (laughs) two, it's like two or three double stuff cookies stacked in terms of cream. And it's, it's like it a half an inch of cream. It was way too much. The mega stuff is about as far as I would ever go again. Yeah. You're risking a bellyache. Oh, oh, I had one yesterday. Don't get me wrong. Oh, one of those cookies. I'd be like, Oh, that was not much. 
it was not, uh, yeah, that yesterday after, and part of that was, all, you know, coming down with a cold too. So part of it yesterday was not pretty. Okay. Wait, um, let's, get, let's get back to something though. Chewy chips, ahoy with the cream in the middle. So two, yeah, two with cookies the, with cream, cream in the middle. No, it's, it's one cookie, but then it's got, Oh, inside. it's Oreo. Oh. Cream. I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, I don't know. Wait about a minute. That. Okay, what about Little Debbie snack cakes? The the uh, the Little Debbie uh, Oreo, um, the um, oatmeal cream pies. Oh my god, those are good. I never had those. Oh. That was never my thing. I was a nutty bar guy. So oh. And the peanut butter bars, the one that are actual cookie, like yeah. hard cookie, and it's got like a strip of peanut butter in the middle. Those are my. Yep. I have two weaknesses. <clears throat> Twinkies. I love Twinkies. Twinkies, and the Little Debbie. Oatmeal cream pie. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me ask you this then. Twinkies, if they put something other than the regular cream in the middle, would that what would that be blasphemy? Because they have chocolate Twinkies now. They do. I have never it's had like chocolate, chocolate cream. Cream. Not, not blasphemy. Cream in the middle. No. no, I don't think it's blasphemy. I, I think, you know, <laughs> that cream, you know what? That cream followed us everywhere as kids. Twinkies, Susie Q's, Hostess uh, Cupcakes, Ding Dongs. Yeah. Well, that, that, that cream was and even in zingers. I mean, even in other things, that cream was everywhere, man. To be fair, I'm from Pennsylvania. We were a tasty cake family. So okay. when I was a kid, um, when we moved did they have that cream in the middle of tasty cakes? I don't even know. Uh, some, yeah. You know, man, I just remember all the things that had that cream in the middle. Like that was the thing. Like, you know, these companies would make these, these products and they're like, well, can we put cream in the middle? Yeah, they had a few. Tasty Cake had a few like that. They're kind of like a, a localized, a little more localized hostess. Although they have expanded a little more nationwide. I was so thrilled when I started seeing them in Arizona. Like, oh my God, Tasty Cake. Yes. I mean, I was in my 20s already. So it's like a long oh, time later. It's sad that it taken so long. But um, but they used to have peanut butter candy cakes, which was like, it's a it's like a, a a small thing of sponge cake, yep, coated in chocolate, but it had a layer of peanut butter on top. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a tasty cake. Little, well, that's one of their brands. The oh, I got you. I got you. Brand, and that was one of the. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Tasty cake is a brand. Understood. Um, I got it. A bunch of chocolate, chocolate juniors were kind of my thing, which is like Twinkie without the filling. Oof. But it's but they had a version that had filling in it as well. Like they had a. A Twinkie knockoff and, and that kind yeah. of thing. I like to say a Tasty Cake is kind of like the, it's kind of like the Hydrox to Oreo, Oreo beans. Uh, you know, it's kind yeah. of like Hydrox. Like they're just as good. It's just, they never got the, they never spread the recognition the way hosting. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like some people love Hydrox and they hate Oreo, you know, or like some people love Miracle Whip. Other people like mayonnaise. I don't know. Or Red Vines and Twizzlers. Right, it's the same yeah. thing. Which I don't. Well, don't say that to anybody who's one or the other. <laughs> All right. Well, I challenge anybody that you know like if a, they're if blindfolded and they and they put each one in their mouth. I'd like to see identify which is which. I suspect. Well, that's the thing. Like I suspected that they. Um, they even look the same, kind of, but there are like articles all over the internet. Like that's the whole thing. It's like a. It's like an ongoing debate. This is like the whole. But it's similar to like Star Trek versus Star Wars or Kirk versus. Of course, you know, just people have their their tastes and. I guess. Have you ever sipped on a cherry Coke through a Twizzler or a Red Vine? Like no, use it as a straw. Because, oh, because a I don't drink soda. Mm. Never have. And b really, you never have. 
I, well, I've, I've, I've tried it a couple times. I just don't like it. Okay. I just don't like it. I, I, I had to give it up. I was a, I never, I was a I, soda fiend as a kid. I never liked the taste, but then I also, the carbonation really just bothered me. Oh, but you could see sure. it was just belches. terrible. So, and then I never ate a lot of Twizzlers or Red Vines. Like I, I, I knew they existed. Twi- I mean, cause I grew up back East Twizzlers were more our thing. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I never got into them. Like I was never a huge licorice guy. So right. I, and black licorice is the worst. That is probably, that would be absolute. No there. That's true. That's, oh, that is just life. gross. Ugh. Just, I don't like black licorice <laughs> at all. Yeah. Zero likings for black licorice. But they joke about that. There's like a whole subplot in one of the. I was I've been rewatching Parks and Rec again because I can't help myself. Uh, like fifth time through now, but um, there's a whole episode like that's a subplot that they they keep referencing in one of the episodes because like the like Leslie Knope, the main character, they're engaged to be married. And they're meeting their parents. Like all their parents are meeting for the first time. It's like we're a Red Vines family. We're a Twizzlers family. You know, it's like oh, like Jesus. There's like this oh. like weird unspoken tension about it. Um, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought that was pretty funny. So it was Somebody on the internet must have the formula, the formula, the recipe for that cream that's in the middle of that of all those things. I can, I'm telling you, man, that um that was like the best where you take a Twinkie and you cut it in half long ways and then you just lick all the cream out of there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure it's some combination of milk and sugar later refined to high fructose corn syrup and milk or something, you know. Right. Some and something. But that, it was that. so good. Oh, so good. Whew. Yeah, what other I mean, God, but that cream was in everything. Suzy Q's was yeah. my favorite. I think Suzy Q's because it was just two sandwiches of sponge cake, you know. Yeah. Side by I mean, side. I'll with, be honest. I didn't. I never. I didn't even have a Twinkie until I was like in my late thirties. I think. Oh my goodness! I just. It, no, well, they never really. I mean, and, and I didn't think they were bad after I had them, but it was just like it, there was like the weird greasy taste to it. After that's the thing. Like I'm eating Twinkies now versus Twinkies when we were kids. Oh yeah, in the seventies, eighties, and formulas have changed. Like Kit Kats don't taste. Oh yeah. Used oh yeah, it's all changed. Of course. Yeah. Right. Oh, because they're using because they're using corn syrup for everything now instead of actual sugar. Right. And oh, yeah. Know. It was very different. Like, when we, yeah, you know. When we were growing up, man, it was like there was no high fructose corn syrup. There was none of this stuff. I mean, Coke was like the Mexican Coke, right? It was a real well, it ex- Everything had sugar it. existed, in it. but it was not in such high use as it is now. No. Where it's become yeah, right. for everything. Right. You, I, you could tell over the years, like the taste of Coke has changed, you know? They changed. They messed up the formula. Remember that whole thing? There was like new Coke versus classic Coke. <laughs> you know, they, that yeah, was a that massive was debate. Boy, that upset a lot of people. We're like, where's my Coke? What is this garbage? You know, uh, but yeah, I just remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I I, I don't remember like being a kid, like having to worry about what you were eating. You know, well, like that whole thing has changed. We, I think it's chemicals, and I think it, I think is they wanted more longer shelf life. That's when your hadn't really spread to foods as much, um, yeah, as everything else. You know, it was kind of when we were kids, it, like the re- there wasn't as much research about these things. There wasn't as much research funded by the corporations to make themselves look good 
right. publicly funded research that would get you the honest truth. Right. Um, and I think it, um, yeah, I don't know. And there was a lot less, not, not it, like we were starving or right? there was so much, there was so much less in terms of mixed flavors and all that. There's just like this overwhelm of choice now. Oh yeah. We oh, can yeah. go and it's not just, it's not just buying like you want to buy a box of cereal like I'd like to get a box of Captain Crunch. Like, what version of Captain Crunch do you want? Because there's like fifteen, fifteen different versions oh, on the shelf I know. now. It's oh, like, I know, I know. Up. You know, when that when I realized that was we lived in England, you know, for three years, and the st- little shop that we would go and get our food, little grocery store, it was a tiny little place. They had like maybe I don't know one or two shelves of cereal choices. Yeah, right. If that. And then we came back after a year and a half just for a visit to the States. I had a break and, and we came back and we went to the store and it was like an entire aisle of cereal and it was overwhelming. Oh yeah. No, it's insane. It's- I'm like, I, I remember this, but now I don't even know what I, what kind of cereal I want. When it gets to that point where it's like, you're not sure. And that's the thing. Cause some stores aren't big enough to hold all these, which is why they build these giant super centers and stuff now where it's like you need a super supermarket to actually hold everything. But even then it's like what determines what ends up on the shelf and how much of things. Cause like I go to Publix here. Yeah. Publix is great. Certain things are on the shelf, but they're not on the shelf at Kroger. Mm. Certain brands are not there. Like my Publix, at least the Publix that that's nearest me that I go to, there's no little Debbie's in that store anywhere. Mm-mm. Oh, but Kroger's got them. And they're both equidistant from my apartment. And it's like, okay. All right. Um, But that's the thing. Like I tend to like, there's one thing specifically. So, um, nutter butters, specifically Mm. the, the patty version where they've got these peanut butter patties. Now they have the, Oh yeah. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Publix has those Kroger does not, which is weird. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's a very, and it's the thing. And it depends on the Kroger you go to like different stores have different shelf items too. So, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't eat this, but Publix, amazing fried chicken. I don't know what it is about their fried chicken, but it is just awesome. And not I've heard that. This, not I've, a sponsor I've heard, of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I've heard that from time to time as well. So. Publix, we love Publix. When we go, when we go to Florida and stuff, uh, Publix is our choice, man. Well, Publix, Publix and like Trader Joe's. Florida, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Publix is amazing. Yeah, and they're open it's, late too. That's a nice thing. Some of them. Yeah, well, like the Kroger is twenty four hours, so so it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay. So if you were super late, like Kroger's like, is winning out here. They got all the stuff and they're open. Well, they've got most of the stuff. They don't have everything, but it's it's and the prices are lower. Oh, well, there you as go. well, for the most part, not terribly low. I mean, the most of it, most of it's on par, but there's certain things where it's like, okay, yeah, this one mm. paying low because Publix doesn't have like the the loyalty card kind of stuff either. So Publix does have a loyalty. They have something. They have we're a discount card. About marketing it as Kroger. <laughs> no, they do have it because every time we go there, they're like, oh, do you have a discount card or whatever they call it? Like, no, we do not have. I have it. never had anybody at any Publix ask me that ever. Mm. Yeah. Super weird. I don't know. Super weird. But mm. um I was gonna say, oh, what do you think? What else happened this week? Well, let's see. It's the end of much like I don't know if this is a euphemism for America or not, but this week 
opportunity died. Oh. The rover on Mars. Oh yeah. Finally came to its end, transmitted its last message. It's getting my battery's low and it's getting dark. Oh, it's just like I didn't hear that at first. The first oh, couple no. days I had heard they lost contact with it. Yeah. There'd been some sandstorms. Well, they lost contact with it a few months ago. Yeah. And they'd been trying to um get it going again and they were hoping that the storm season would at least clean off the solar panels a little bit and oh. get a recharge but they have declared the mission over after 15 years that's amazing after, after 15 years of a 90-day mission they have declared that's, it over I, I would say that's a success oh yeah no that's insane it, it, now they got another one up there don't they now there's uh there's a new one that landed isn't there um i'm not sure what the current state of because that's the one that's going to be taking soil samples and things. And they have this whole soil sample analyzer. It, maybe it well, hasn't let me landed see. Yet. Yeah, well, let me see. So let's see. Opportunity ended. Okay. Uh, uh, spirit, spirit and opportunity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't care. Let's see. I want to see the new guys. Where are we at? This doesn't help me. <laughs> there's a um, – while you're looking at that, there's a very interesting – Netflix uh, documentary that I watched. It's called 14 minutes to earth. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's what the name of it is. And it's all about the Google executive that um, wanted to break the record of um, free falling to earth. Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah. From the stratosphere. So I watched that. I watched the live stream of that. That was oh, yeah. crazy. Wasn't it nuts? That was like he great. broke the sound barrier, that whole thing. Uh, he he basically free fall jumped from one hundred and fifty thousand feet. They had to design a spacesuit, you know, that could withstand the extreme cold because it was like negative a hundred something degrees <laughs> up there, right? And yeah. they they designed the balloon. Because he went up in a in a weather balloon, this massive football stadium sized weather balloon took him up there, and they had to design the parachute. They had to design, I mean, basically everything. Everything was brand new, right? And then they had to not have this football stadium sized weather balloon orbiting the Earth, so they had to design a destruction mechanism that would bring that thing back to Earth too. I mean, it was crazy. What a crazy documentary that was. Yeah. But it was so good. Like you can just, you could tell, I mean, it was like failure after failure after failure after failure. But, but um, the, the takeaway from that whole thing was like, you know, they didn't take those as failures. They took them as like, we're going to learn, like, we're going to learn how to do this better. That, that didn't work. Okay. That's now we're glad that we figured out that's not the way that it's supposed to be. But then they did it, and he, of course, like <laughs> his wife. His wife was pretty funny. She's like, you know, man, what is it? Man free falls to earth, lands safely, but then gets broken nose from wife on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. She yeah. goes because I'm gonna sock him in the face when he lands. <laughs> okay. Here we, here, here we go. All right. So. Yeah, so Spirit and Opportunity were there. I mean, Pathfinder was the original rover yeah. land, and I remember having, like, I taped that on VHS mm. the day it happened because I was so excited about that. And then Spirit and Opportunity, Curiosity is the one that's there currently. Yeah. Um, 
still operational as of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there for a total of 2,385 days since landing in August of 2012. Wow. But it's yeah. two year. It was only supposed to be a two year mission mm-hmm. and they extended it indefinitely. Right. So, well, those batteries that's the one, only that's last the one for doing, so long. Yeah, that's the one that's doing soil samples and yeah, all of that kind of stuff and tweeting, I think, as well. <laughs> that's pretty um, cool, though. I mean, those yeah. batteries, they don't last very long. You well, know. they're solar-powered. But solar-powered, but I mean, also... Oh, I see what you mean. Right. That's what but, that, but I'm sure it has some type of a battery pack on there, too. Well, yeah, that's what the, so, that's what the, the solar power is going when they... Yeah, it'll charge up from the sun, and then yeah, 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 yep, and yep, then yep. do its thing because they don't move very fast, and they does it doesn't take up a lot of power, right? To do the to power right. these things, right. so it, it, the chemical makeup of these batteries can only take so much, and then it just starts. Well, I mean, I out. assume they when they built it, that's kind of what they're thinking about. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, of course, no, of course. Well, it's physically like the material doesn't like doesn't last very long, right? Right. That's like your car battery, man. It's only designed to last five years. That's it. Yeah. Well, and and here's another one, um, another another passing this week that I noticed that somebody mentioned on Twitter that I didn't uh, wasn't aware of. Is uh, an actor. His name's Bruno Gans. Most people don't recognize the name, uh, but they have seen him hmm. hundreds of times. Really? Uh, yes. Well, he um, there's a, there was a German movie called Downfall, hmm. and he played Hitler. And there's oh. a scene. The meme toward the end, yeah, of him screaming at his generals, and that and it generated yes. like that's the that's the that's the shot that the clip that launched a thousand memes oh, of yes. Hitler yelling about any number of myriad complaints. The Xbox uh, going down, Xbox uh, yeah. online going down. <laughs> yeah, it was there. There was a um, there's, Twitter being down. Yeah, the one that I think uh, somebody had. Uh, somebody, the one the person who mentioned it on Twitter shared, uh, there's one and I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, cause it is, it's, it's parody, but it's, um, he is, he's complaining, basically yelling about the last episode of lost. Yes. Um, which you watch is like all confused and stuff, which yes. is hilarious. I love it. It's, it's so good. Um, that one, I actually, yeah, there's a few, I remember when, uh, the World Cup happened in the Vuvuzelas and stuff, and that's kind of when it first it's first started coming to the fore. It just around the same time hmm. on YouTube, and there's one with him like yelling about Vuvuzelas and stuff, and how obnoxious they were, yeah, um, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's uh, I thought that was interesting, um, but yeah, he uh, he passed away this week. He was in his seventies, oh. I think, but he'd been in a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I I thought I had seen him in some other things. Um, but he's, he was a Swiss actor, mm. uh, but he, that's where he did most of his work. He, he was in, um, uh, Vin Bender's wings of desire oh. at one point. Um, trying to think if I had actually, I mean, he'd been active since like the early sixties. Oh my goodness. As an actor. Yeah. He was in the, the 1979 Nosferatu, the one that, uh, Klaus Kinski did huh. that, um, None of these are ringing a bell, by the way. No, but these are things that I've seen that I recognized him in. That's, I'm just trying to think. Oh, of. all right. Wings of Desire became, um, they remade it in the States. That's that one with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Like, Nicolas Cage is an angel. Oh. Um, he falls in love with Meg Ryan, so he gives up, like, his, his angelic powers to be with her. And stuff. Oh, yeah. But it was a remake of that movie. 
um, the wings of desire. Um, and I'm trying to think what else there, I thought I had seen him in some other stuff. Most, I mean, most like uh, most everything he's been in has been, um, been German, German films, mm. uh, more mm. than anything else. But you know, he had a long career. I got, you know, he was in the, uh, the Manchurian candidate remake, I guess, apparently oh, I haven't seen that. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, but downfall, which it was only in 2004, mm. I think is interesting, but yeah, he's, um, that was 15 years sense. ago. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. There's think a lot of, it. you know, and that makes me think about this a little, and it's something I'll talk about later in the year. There's a lot of stuff with anniversaries this year. Cause if you think about like 2019, you know, um, the moon landing, it'll be 50. It's the 50th anniversary of the moon landing of Apollo 11 yeah. this year. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think the Berlin walk. No. Yeah. Cause that was 89 or was that 90? I think it was 90. That might be next year. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of, uh, Jennifer Lopez is turning 50. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few, there's quite a few people turning 50 this year. So. Yeah. JLo and I have, uh, the same birthday. She's a oh, year, wow. a year older than I am, or should I say I'm a year younger than she is. Hmm. 70 for me, 69 for her. Oh, this we, is, and this will be the 30th anniversary of the big quake in San Francisco that happened during the World Series. That's right. Yeah. The infamous 89 earthquake. Exxon yeah. Valdez ran aground in Alaska. It's here. Yeah, we think Tiananmen Square. It's the 30th anniversary of that. Oh, wow. You know, it's the famous. Uh, yeah. The famous guy with the shopping bags stopping the uh, tank. Stopping the tank, and then they moved in and just cut them all down basically later on, what you don't see after the camera stopped rolling. Right. They just ran them over. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I was watching on Netflix, um, Hassan Minaj, who used to be on The Daily Show. Yes. Uh, he's got his own show now on Netflix, like a weekly, mm-hmm. like a weekly mm-hmm. talk show called Patriot Act, which is really good. Mm. If you've seen uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO, it's similar. Yeah. It's like a single issue, like every episode, yeah. single issue. And yeah. just like a, like a half hour deep dive, but it's very funny. And this last week he did censorship in China. And he talked about the fact that um, like in China, they don't, they don't teach the Tiananmen Square stuff in schools. Like they've erased like all mention of it mm-hmm. everywhere, which is crazy to me. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And there's communism for you. I, you know, well, I don't know about that. I think that's, uh, that's, that's government control of every, not, not communism per se. I think I would say that's more of a, uh, that's more like a Stalinist Senate, which isn't really true communism. Hmm. Um, and I mean the president, uh, the president over there in China, they just removed term limits. So he basically can serve for life, hmm. which, you know, Trump was all about. He's like, Oh yeah, I want that. I'm like, no, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but he talks about some of that as well. Like censors, like the way, and that's the thing, like Netflix is not available in China. Mm-hmm. Um, Neither is Facebook. I mean, there's a lot of that social media stuff. Or Amazon they, Prime. There was a, I was yeah. watching um, the Grand Tour, which is the top, the, the Top Gear guys. Yeah. The other Top Gear guys to have their show on Amazon now. And, and they went to China in this week's episode. They showed they had gone to China to do stuff. And they were talking about selling these cars and things. And at the end it was like, well, you realize what the problem is, right? Our show is shown in every country in the world except one. Which one? China. <laughs> like, oh. So they went to all this, for, all this hassle for nothing. Yeah. Um, well, we got good entertainment out of it. Yeah, it was, it's a pretty fun. I love that. I do enjoy that show for the most part. It's, 
I think it, I think it's obviously they had to change some stuff up. That like the first season they did, they it was a little bit too much like Top Gear. Hmm. So I think they had to drop some things. Like they had the they did they had like a celebrity thing the first season called Celebrity Brain Crash, which is basically they had a celebrity show up, but they never made it to the tent to do the interview. Like they're always mauled to death in some really horrible way. <laughs> so well, they had like Charlize there in the first episode. She got like, like they were in South Africa, they were filming in South Africa and she was coming and they show her like walking through the field up to the tent. She gets mauled by a lion. Oh, Um, and then like Simon pegs on a boat or whatever. And he basically get like the boat explodes and it's just silly. They're really silly. That's the thing is they're like really silly comical things. So they never have these celebrities on. And then they, they tried a thing last season with celebrities. Basically they called it celebrity face off. So they, they picked some celebrities that two celebrities that had like had something in common and then rate had them race against each other for time. Oh, yeah, yeah. This season they're not doing any of that, which is good because I think it oh. doesn't really for a one hour show it doesn't really lend to anything. And especially because they're right. filming so far in advance, it's hard to promote. Right. Uh, On their new show, do they have the Stig? The dude no, the, they, the no. unknown. No, because that's yeah. that's owned by Top Gear. That's owned by the BBC uh, as a character. And and when they rebooted Top Gear uh, they kept going with Top Gear with a whole new set of hosts. Yeah. Uh, like Matt LeBlanc was on there for the first couple of years. I don't think, oh. he, I don't know if he's still on it or not. Mm. Um, he's got his own show now. Well, he's got- but that's the thing, like he was doing, he was splitting his time mm. with those. I don't know if he's still doing it or not. I think he is actually. There's a team of hosts though. There's It's more mm. of a, like he was basically there to get the audience in. Mm. Um at least here in the States. Uh, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and I think he's still on it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how, but he's not as active, but he's, he's cause he's a big car guy mm-hmm. uh, too. So that doesn't surprise me all that much. Right. Um, I think, you know, there was a, there was another guy, Chris Evans, not captain America, Chris Evans. But there was uh, in England, there's a guy named Chris Evans who mm. tapped to be on the show. And I think after the first season, he, they cut him. Mm. I think he and Matt LeBlanc didn't get along or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Um, we can't get along with Joey. I, well, if I suspect he's probably not as 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 idiotic or cheerful. Mm. Uh, that if you ever watched the series episodes, which was on Showtime, it's hilarious. Uh, he basically plays like an exaggerated version of himself. Mm in that show it's terrific like he's and it that actually stars a couple of british uh actors who basically sell a tv show and come over to the states to shoot it and mm-hmm. the network insists on having matt leblanc in the show <laughs> great like a, yeah it's a little crazy but they still have yeah they still have the stig um but uh no uh like top gear or the the grand tour they still test cars and stuff but they have a professional driver who's not the stig like they they do name her. Hmm. It's actually a woman though, who's driving around the track and stuff. So hmm. yeah, it was interesting. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, oh well, I mean, there's some political stuff, but you know, it's, I forget that the Grammys. Did you watch the Grammys at all? I did not because I don't care. Um, I see. I got you. I don't, I, well, award shows in general, I have, I tend to just skip. There was a yeah. whole fru for all this week over the Oscars. 
because there were several uh, slightly more technical technical categories that they they weren't going to have in the live broadcast. Uh, They were basically going to award them during the commercial breaks. Oh. And then air the highlights of those reels very quickly when they came back from break. And it caused a huge uproar, and the Academy had to backpedal on that this week. Oof. Um, because everybody well, – well, specifically, it was like – because the four, uh, two of the four categories were cinematography and editing, mm. which are huge to making a movie. And so mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. big names were just like, that's a huge insult to the entire industry. Right. To think that that's – well, because they were doing it in the interest of cutting down the broadcast to actually fit uh. in the time slot that it usually is in. I'm like, well, here's an idea. Don't televise it anymore. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know why this is, this is my big thing about this. I don't mind that there are award shows and I don't mind that they, people get awarded, recognized for their talents and their accomplishments. I don't know why it has to turn into a parade in front. Like it has to turn into some weird Super Bowl esque like day long thing. First of all, for the Oscars, when they're building out on Hollywood Boulevard there, they close off. Yep. That entire section of the street for oh, for like two weeks. Yeah. Yep. It's in, it's insane. Well, at least they don't shut off to foot traffic, but car traffic, like you can't go up that street for like two weeks. And it's just all, it's a huge hassle. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't see the need for it. And then they started, like they started televising the SAG awards were like one of the last ones to really start getting televised. And it was like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Why, why we don't need to do that. We really don't. I think it's, yeah. It's, it, I think it just becomes this weird thing. And then it, then it creates, it creates more hassle for the campaigns to get nominated for these awards. And it becomes like a whole big deal. Like mm. that's a whole cottage industry of itself is just mm. like getting nominated. Now it's become like a big pursuit. And like, there's always mm. these controversies because people are trying to buy their way onto the list and right. And that kind of thing. And it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, the Grammys, I don't really care about only because I'm not into music that much. Mm, yeah. It's fun. Again, I'm thrilled they have it, but there's also the Blockbuster Music Award. Well, I guess there used to be the Blockbuster Music Awards. I don't remember yeah, what no. they're called now, but, um, but there's, there, well, there's that. In the, there's 15,000 award shows for like every genre of entertainment now. Right. I think it lessens the impact. Like the, the, I think it lessens the, and I've, I've said this, I've said this all along, actually put a post on my blog years ago about that uh when i was living in la i was just like railing against some of these award shows because everybody had to have an award show for something yeah i mean video games have like their own award show they have like three of them yeah it's just like um the webbies versus the streamies which i think is actually all now one thing but um specifically just for new media which was great because they were being ignored back in the day yeah but you don't see that in like say Canada where they have like two or three, like the Gemini's and the Saturn's um, they, they have specific awards that they give out, but that's it. Like there's not a huge, yeah. Yeah. they're not throwing up because we feel this need, I think. And that's the thing. I think it's indicative of this country that we feel this need that everybody has to be in a, everybody's in a competition hmm. and prizes are what it's really all about. The glitz and glamour of getting a prize. It's mm. not even about the pursuit. It's all about the reward. Mm. It's like, uh, which mm. is why the Oscar winners, like the best picture winners, nine times out of 10 are pictures that almost no one in the general public has ever seen. Right. 
until afterward because they get limited release in LA and New York so they can qualify for the Oscars. Hmm. And then they come out later. It's like, oh, right. come on. Yeah, come on. You know? And it's I like shows like the Grammys or like the People's Choice Awards. I watch those and I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. I don't know what these, like, I don't know what these music groups are. I don't even like, well, see, that was never like, that was never my issue. And I, I get that because I'm like, I don't know who half these people are anymore. And that's fine. I'm kind of aged out of that bracket a lot of it. Yeah. I feel the but, same way. but even back in the day when I was younger and I knew who all those people were and these nominees and who was, I mean, in the Oscars and things like that, I still know who most of them are because it's my industry, but I just don't care. Like right. I would, I don't know. Like if I got invited, I don't know that I would probably go, but I don't know that I would. It's like yeah. I sit there. I think about, well, like, um, Donald Glover is your childish Gambino is his, is his hip hop act. He won, um, song of the year with, with his, this is America. If you saw that video, mm. um, he won with that this year. Didn't even show up to yeah. the ceremony, you know, yeah. but he's a guy who's got a lot of things on his plate. So I wasn't totally sure. shocked at that. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's more that says more about him like being focused on the work. Yeah. Rather than on the on the accolades for that work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, some people make a statement like Marlon Brando famously when he won for The Godfather sent um sent this uh, this Indian American woman in his place to accept his Oscar and complain about the uh the ma- the AIM massacre in South Dakota. Oh. Um Oh yeah, that's a legendary uh story. Uh, let me see if I can find know about that one. article on that. Uh, see if I can find the uh, the right article for that. It was, yeah, he won for, yeah, he won for the Godfather that year, and it was. Uh, let me see if I can find the. While you're looking at that, speaking of the Godfather, uh, have you ever seen the? Was it TBS? Somebody put the Godfather in chronological order of like all of the, all the throwback scenes and stuff. Like they, they, they cut all of that out and they put everything in order. So now you're seeing like the Godfather, the whole six hours or whatever, or nine hours of the Godfather series mm. as one big movie from in chronological order there's no there's no flashbacks oh yeah the the godfather saga yeah i've seen that yeah that was i saw that that was trippy it was well done i I was like like yeah he basically recut it so it was like a longer uh thing yeah i've seen that um i i liked it for the most part i saw it years ago when he first Mm -hmm. um and uh i liked it well enough you know i think the I think there's something to be said for leaving it kind of the way it was with Godfather too, because the flashbacks parallel what's going on yeah. in his real life and in, in, in yeah. the present day with Michael and his kind of slide into darkness. Yeah. And you've got Vito who's starting a similar slide in the belt, in the flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So here's the story. So in, um, in 1972, when he won for uh, the Godfather, he did not, he also hadn't attended the golden globes. But he boycotted the ceremony and refused to set to accept the Oscar. Mm. So instead, he sent this woman, Sashin Littlefeather, who was a, an, an activist. She was an actress, but she was an activist for Native American rights. And the idea was he boycotted uh, because of the portrayal of Native Americans in film, and then also uh. to stand up to the, uh, the the wounded knee 
uh, massacre that happened in 1973, uh, which was in South Dakota. Um, uh, the Lakota and members of the American Indian movement, they were trying to, uh, it was basically, they were trying to get rid of this guy. There was a whole thing about that. Um, I'll throw the link in the show notes uh, specifically for that. It was, um, there was a whole big thing and it ended up causing a lot of deaths uh, because mm. um, soldiers had to go in, you know, cops and soldiers had to go in there. FBI, like the marshals, FBI agents, they had, to, they basically took over a town. Wow. Was what happened. Yeah. And it was, they specifically sold because they chose that site of the actual wounded knee massacre for a more modern day thing. Mm. So there was a whole standoff and mm. yeah, it was a little crazy. Um, but they, so she was there basically kind of um, on his behalf to, to accept the award or at least go up there and say why he was declining the award. Yeah. Um, it was very strange, but I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that she, and so that, that was, that was always one of those weird um, things. Some of those things with the Oscars, like they can get out outright political. You see that sometimes with the speeches and oh yeah, some of the stuff that happens. Well, I think the big drama this year in the Grammys was Drake. Uh, he accepted the award. It basically started dissing the Grammys, saying like, "You don't need one of these things to be, you know, for validation that you're doing good." Yeah, you know, you basically if people are coming to your show and they're buying your records, that's all you need. And then, of yeah, course, this they coming from, this coming from a guy who's like ultra successful at what he's been of course right. awards and just yeah, I think it's crazy. But well, the, the interesting it feels thing a little like, hypocritical, but. Well, right in the middle of his speech, they went to commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was hoping, so blatantly was obvious that, that they I was hoping the, I was hoping the soy bomb guy would come running out or something. You know? um, no, he was like right in the middle. Like he was taking a breath and they, went <laughs> and they went to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. And that's the thing. It's that when they get a delay, they can do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. That seven second delay is there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody in the Grammys was like, cut him off, go to commercial. Cause he was really starting to say like the Grammys was a worthless like thing. You know, he was dissing him pretty hard, but they were all, everyone was very surprised that he actually went on stage to accept his award. Cause he had said, so I guess he had said that he wasn't going to be there or he, he wasn't yeah. going to, yeah. He would not have done that. Whatever. I, that, well, sometimes I think it just depends. I'll take my word for it. That's what I think I read well, that somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes I think you have to kind of get, um, there's a balance to that. So, but I mean, I understand why they do it because let's face it. Mm. When are you going to have that opportunity to have right. a phone to actually say, Hey, right. Don't matter. Why are you watching this crap? Like, right. You know, let's just do the work. Right. Well, your yeah, megaphone could be your own record. I mean, well, if you're a, if you're cranking out records, just have a track of you, you know, yeah, saying what's on well, your mind. That's, and that's the thing. Like the like the Academy Awards started out back in the 20s. They were just in. They were at a private dinner at a hotel. Yeah, that's all it was. Like they they first got broadcast on radio in like 1930, and then televised in 53. Yeah, but I don't know that we necessarily need to be televising these things all the time. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, so you have like 
the Academy, the Oscars and the Emmys and the Tonys and the Grammys, which are like the big four. But then you have right. Right. All of the other little awards that people have kind of come up with. Right. Um, that show up and it's like, Oh God, another one. Like there's like four different versions of country music awards. Um, right. Like the CMAs and the ACMs and the, the uh, I think there's a few others in there. I'm like, why, why? I had a friend of mine say one time, it's the funniest thing. I laughed so hard. He said, he said, here's a little known fact. And we're like, Oh yeah. Cause he was always good for that. He'd say, here's a little known fact. And he would say the rise in popularity in country music is directly proportional to the drop in SAT scores. (laughs) I believe that actually. Oh, that was hilarious. I just came out of nowhere. Well, here's, here's the funny part. The, the first Academy Awards held in May of 1929. Ah, there we go. Another anniversary this year. Here we go. 90th anniversary of the, of the Oscars. Whoa. Yeah. But it was basically, there were about like two, just under 300 people there. They had a post-award um, guest tickets were like five bucks, okay. which, which was like 75 in modern dollars. So sure. it was a lot. Five dollars. I'm not going to that. 15, 15 prizes were, 15 statuettes were awarded. The ceremony was 15 minutes long. Oh, fantastic. I mean, <laughs> it was, that was, and, and the winners were announced to the media. Like it was published like three months before the ceremony. Sure. But like they knew it, there was no suspense to it per se. And that's like, right. okay. Right. And then when they did the second ceremony in 1930, they changed that. So it was given like for publication the night of the award. Like it wasn't until the awards were yeah. announced that it was actually right. given for publishing. Right. That, that takes away from the tension of the competition, right? So I like think instead so. of everybody sitting in the audience being like, oh, but they win, did they win, did they win, did they win, did they win. And yeah. they probably had better speeches too, because if you know you won and you were going to go and give a speech, you could prepare for it. I think so. And that's why I, I wonder. Know. So, well, it's weird sometimes because some award shows, it's interesting because they record people in advance if they're not there. Right. For some reason or another. And like, how do they know? Do they just literally just have everybody record their speeches in case they're not there? Yeah, in case. And in case they win. Right. Uh, it's kinda, which makes sense to some degree, but it's like, right. um, and I try to think about how many, how many categories there are now versus then. And we were like 15 15 Oscars and it's It's a three hour show. Well, here's the thing is it's not just (laughs) one night. It's two nights now. Right. Yeah. Right. Nobody talks about the science, the technical Oscars that occur like the week before, because a lot of the the technical category stuff got moved over there. Yeah. Um, But don't they do those beforehand? So then they, so then they show like the highlight reel and, that's why I said they do it the you week know. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's its yeah. own kind of mini ceremony where people show up for stuff. Most of the most of those awards though are a little more involved. Like mm-hmm. they don't they're not necessarily for a for a specific film. Sometimes it's, you know, something that has enhanced the industry as a whole. Right. Um there's one there's one this year. I think there I was listening to NPR the other day and there was one this year where it was they talk about like they have people, the people at the Academy actually research these things and look at the whole value of it to the industry. Right. But that's the thing they can submit themselves for nomination for those awards. Oh. And so then they go and they do the research and they look through all the papers and, right. and tested, tested, tested it all out and make sure it's actually true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So currently there's 24 categories that are awarded during the main show. Hmm. Um, the the most recent edition was best animated film, which was in two thousand and one. Right. Most of the others had been there since 
like the forties, basically. Uh-huh. Like that was the first one. Oh, I should say since 1963. So that was the first one in over 40 years. 1963, they had added best sound editing mm. uh, in 63. All the rest had been there since like the mid to late forties mm. at least. So now they've talked about other categories. Like they said, like best popular film was the one they wanted to do. They've rejected best casting a few times, which I think is a shame. Mm. Uh, Cause casting directors basically just go way un unheralded in this industry, in the industry mm. as a whole um, best stunt coordination. Again, that's been rejected every year for like, that was rejected every year for like 12 years. Like they kept trying to, like somebody was proposing it every single year and they kept, they keep shooting it down. Mm. Um, which I think is a shame. The, yeah. The, the popular film one, uh, that's, that's like a super controversial thing. Cause like, how do you measure that? Which mm. what everybody's like, cause basically the idea, they think it's mainly to pander to audiences so they can increase ratings. Um, but it would. They decided to postpone it till next year, till next year's Oscars. It was going to be this year's Oscars, and they went nope. So they mm, postponed right. it to next year. But it was widely considered that Black Panther would have been probably been nominated and probably won that, mm. as opposed to the Best Picture Award, which it is now nominated for. Um, one guy actually specifically said the front runner for that prize would have been black Panther, which is basically has mostly an African American cast. Mm. And it probably would have been like a separate, but equal award. He actually used separate, but equal in his argument. Like, Ooh, mm. that's, that's not good. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that looks really bad. It makes the Academy look racist. Um, and that's the last thing they want to be seen as. So, mm. you know, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's so, again, it's one of those things I just, I don't watch. I prefer getting the list the next day, like everybody else. I'm like, oh, hey, all right. Woo. You know, mm. Congratulations. Or if they get nominated, I'm like, yay, congratulations to those guys. Yay, but, good for you. Because that's not nothing. I mean, that's not, there's nothing to sneeze at for sure. No, no, not at all. But especially with as many movies come out that in, in a year anymore. But it's always, and that's the thing, like it's become this huge, it's almost become this science of like, when when should a movie be released to get its best shot at being nominated for an Academy Award? And you see, right. you see that because they front load movies later, and all the biopics come out like later in the year, like in the fall, right? Like especially around the holidays when they're gonna get where the deadlines are coming up for Oscar because they release it last, so it's foremost in people's minds. Yeah, they're trying to use psychology to figure out, well, hey, maybe this will work. Right. It's like, um, if a movie's really good. It shouldn't matter what time of year you release it. It should stick in everybody's head. Yeah, I would say so. That's And that's like, to me, that's why I'm so thrilled that Black Panther got nominated. Yeah. It deserved it. It deserves to be nominated. Frankly, I think it should win, but I don't remember what else was nominated this year. Hmm. Um, but the, the I think it, it's certainly, yeah, Black Panther, Black Klansman, which is Spike Lee's movie. Oh, maybe yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yay. Uh, the favorite green book is, is also kind of considered possible favorite Roma, um, mm. Alfonso Coron's movie, um, that won, I think it won the golden globes for like best foreign film. Mm. I think it's actually also up for best foreign. No. Yeah. It is also up for best foreign film as well as best picture. So mm. I don't know, but the, the remake of a star is born. I don't know why, but well, uh, good. Have I, you seen that? 
I haven't because I, oh, I don't good. care. I didn't oh, see it. Oh, no, no, it's good. I'm sure it it's is. Uh, I mean, it did okay. Lady I, Gaga, um, as an actor, boy, she nailed it. I mean, it was so good. It was well, it's so kind of good. in her wheelhouse because it really mirrors a lot of her real life, early, mm. especially her early career. So before mm. she was Lady Gaga. So, yeah. Um, because it's true. She was acting when she was just Stephanie Germanata. She was a struggling musician for the longest time. And then she just went screw it and reinvented herself. Yeah. And became Lady Gaga. Just things just took off. So I was like, okay, but mm-hmm. vice the, uh, the Dick Cheney biopic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to see black Panther win. black Klansman. I haven't seen it yet. I kind of want to see it. Uh, it looks really, it looked really interesting. Yeah. Uh, as well. I mean, there's a lot of good favorites in there for sure. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but that's the thing. Like it, for a black Panther, like best picture was the only thing it was nominated for. Mm. So it makes you wonder, it's like, did they just do that to appease the audience? Like it'll never win or did they, okay. Oh. Best original score oh, there as you well. Go. But, um, but I mean, it, 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 you know, it's basically all the tech, it, like it got nominated for a lot of the technical awards, like most Marvel films do. Right. Uh, they usually don't mention that, but it's always like, oh, okay. Like Avengers Infinity Wars actually got nominated, but for best visual effects. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even Solo got nominated this year. Ugh. Yeah. But for best visual effects, that's the only thing it got nominated for. So, because everybody was in that was in a much better movie this year. Sure. Um, in other movies. So, right. Right. I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean the the nominees were announced last month. It, I think that's coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Actually, the twenty fourth. Yeah, so a week from tomorrow will be the Academy Awards. Um, so you know, I don't know how they're still doing it. I guess they're doing it without a host mm. after the whole after the whole Kevin Hart thing. But they did actually Ooh. try to get uh, get somebody else after that they just were not able to do it so right <laughs> like right. okay um well exciting new trailer dropped this week frozen 2 i you know Looks it's funny good. I, I, I saw i i saw it i haven't i still haven't seen the original yet <gasps> because i don't again i disney musicals just i don't that one's good. Though. I just don't cotton to it anymore. I, I'm not saying it's, I didn't say it was bad. I just, it's not uh, for me. I think that's like how it. I look at it. And the, um, I mean, the trailer was interesting in a way, I guess it didn't really tell you anything. Um, but, uh, cause it's a teaser. Like it, the funny thing was there was a post, somebody posted it on Facebook. There was like a, a picture, like so it was supposed to be, um, the guys that did like the execs at Disney, because they were reading about the backlash for the the, the Aladdin trailer mm, oh that yeah. dropped with the really kind of very questionable CGI of Will Smith as the genie. They're all like, drop the Frozen 2 trailer. I'm like, sir, it's not. We have plenty of movies coming out, but we're, drop it now. <laughs> yeah, drop the two. Drop it now. Drop yeah. it. <laughs> Distract them. <laughs> you know, um, so I thought that was kind of funny. We got to wash right. the bad taste of Aladdin out of our mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's just... Well, yeah, you know, what? I, I thought the movie, I, and this is the thing, like, I don't know why, well, I mean, other than a cash grab, I don't, I don't see why Disney feels this need to do live action remakes of all of their animated classics. 
Mm. I really don't. I mean, Cinderella I've heard was good. Yeah. I didn't um, that. and I don't, I, you know, I, I no, Lion King is a big mistake. I think I just like, it's not because it's not even live action. It's still animated. They're all CGI animals. So it's like, it's still right. freaking animated. It's not a right. live action. Why well, stop calling it a right. live action movie. It's got the facade. There are, of no, being there are no humans in that movie. Oh. They're all CGI animals voiced by actors. There might be some mocap, but that's it. Okay. Uh, it's not, it is not, there are no human, actual humans on camera. Unlike the jungle mm. book, for example, which I would consider live action because Mowgli was there. You know, I mean, there was a human or two in it. Sure. If there's not a human on camera, it's basically all CGI. Like, what's the point? Mm. You know, it's right. Right. That, that is not a, it's a computer generated image, which means it's animated. It's a computer generated movie right. image, which means it's animated image. It's animation. Yeah. Like, right. I don't understand why this is such a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're not stupid. Uh, just embrace it and go. It's fine. But then it's like, well, then they have to admit it's like, well, it is cash grab. Let's be honest. Yeah, of course. Well, they're appealing to a whole, I mean, it's, you know, families, right? You're taking your kid yeah. to see this cool thing that you connected with in a different time. Right. I mean, it's, I get it. Money, 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 money. Money. Yeah. Uh, the Lego movies on my radar. Probably going to see that this week. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I, um, really funny. I feel like I need to rewatch the first one just, just so I can get in the mood. I, not, that, know, not that I need to, I, I have to say, I, I really like the first one. I didn't care for the first one that much. <gasps> I didn't think it was bad. Mm. I think part of it was like where things kind of broke the fourth wall into the real world. Yeah, like at the end, that felt really. I I was like, okay, that's too much. You just it was a good twist, me. though. I, I, th- I thought that I thought was kind of. Cool. I thought it was an interesting twist. I won't. Like, I won't oh, deny that it was a crackle. The problem is, to me, when I watch, but now it's like when I watch the trailer for the second one. Like, what? How are they? Mm. What is? How are they going to work that into it? Because right. it's part of that universe now, right? And then, but then, like the Lego Batman movie, I just I couldn't stand it. And oh my god, just, there were some funny parts in that movie though, when he was making the well, lobster thermidor in the microwave. I, I did. Like, I didn't say there wasn't making the noise like he's waiting for the food. So I, said, I didn't say there weren't problems. <laughs> I didn't say there weren't good moments in these movies, like the Lego movie. I did find some good moments. I think the problem for me was when I saw the movie, yeah. I played the game first. Uh, which was literally just the movie uh, in game form with a bunch I of cutscenes from the movie minus the real world stuff. Mm. So it, it ruined it for me to be like, Oh, what? It, that's not what? Oh, you know, oh. I think it took me out of the, the, you know, some of that with it. And that was my mistake. I was like, I'm not doing that ever again. You know, mm. don't play the movie. Don't play the game before the movie. Some point, mm. see the movie first, then play the no. game. Fail. I mean, it also, says something about the Lego games where they're literally just redoing the movie in a slightly game format, which right. makes the games less interesting if you've seen the movie. Cause then you already know how it ends. It's like, eh. right. right. The Hobbit was just, Oh man. Cause they're using footage. They're using dialogue from the movie, like mm. actual audio tracks lifted from the movie. And it's like, no, that's not what I want with my Lego games. No, I want the, you know, cause it's, you want the, the early, like the early Lego games, like the Lego star Wars stuff where you're not hearing the dialogue. But all like, mm. <laughs> you know, it's just oh. funny. Mm. I mean, Lego Star Wars is funny even with dialogue, but it's um, yeah. some of the TV shows they did were terrific. But sure, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 
Maybe I'm maybe I'm just getting old. Yeah, well, man. Well, you know, they, and that's the thing. Like, heart. There's some other things we forgot about this year. One we'll have to cover later this year. Um, it is the uh, anniversary of Monty Python's The Life of Brian. Mm. This year, I believe it's the fiftieth anniversary. Actually, it's or for it's either fortieth or fiftieth. Always um, look on the bright side. The fortieth anniversary of of the life of Brian this year. Um, and something we'll talk about later, not now, but maybe in a few months. It's actually this year will actually be my my twentieth anniversary as a professional actor. Well, well, well. Yeah. So twenty years mm. of struggle and strife and. Everything in between. So put together your highlight reel. Let's put that out on the on the airwaves. Well, that's not hard because there's not a lot of highlights. <laughs> it's gonna and it's mostly all audio, so it's not gonna you're not gonna get a lot. That's uh, not true. We have some video of you dancing around on a stage all in your underwear. That is that is true. Um that's that, that is happened. My, that is on my YouTube channel. Yeah. That that is there. That happened. Uh, it did happen. It did. Um, it's you know, a great song. Everybody has that. Everybody has that. I'm young. I, I was young. I needed to work, but that was literally like ten years ago for me. So I don't. It was good. No, no, it was. Good. I was younger. <laughs> not that, not by no, much. it was great. Whatever. It's, yeah. Well, it's the thing. It. it fit the moment, and I was I was trying for a more just just say an effort and just let loose. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was a great story. Plus, line. I was in a show at the time. I was in, doing a play at the time where I was basically in my in my skivvies as well. So. Maybe that's your thing. Something a lot. No, no. You are you are Captain Underpants. I do not need just that. embrace I, it. I don't even want to watch that horror show. I'm not going to inflict it on anybody ah, else. Ah, come on. So, well, I wouldn't be able to do that because of because of some of my injuries, like my knee injury, and things oh, like that. there's right. a lot of ugly scars down there and things. Oh, uh, no, that's not happening. Well, there's a shoot from the waist up, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Make it look well, in which case, what, which is, in which case, why do I need to be in my skivvies? I could just be in shorts. Yeah, but you got to get in character. Yeah. Well, in that, well, in that particular one, they had a black bar, but I was actually wearing underwear and shorts. Like they, <laughs> they hit it to make it look yeah. like I was naked. It was great. Um, oh, well, I was originally going to be. I actually said I was originally going to be wearing shorts. Then was my idea. I was like, well, let me just strip down to my underwear, and you could make the bar thinner. I think it'd be even funnier. They're like, okay. Yeah, especially sure. I'm like, yeah, screw it. I have no dignity. Yeah, they're like, let's take this one one step further. Where are the I, speedos? I, I always joke Where about this that. banana hammock. Well, I I, I wear briefs, <laughs> so it's already. I, I wear tidy whities, so it's already. Uh, you All know, right. uh, it's about as small as it's going to get. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, the funny part was, I remember that I, I I I gave him the stock answer I usually give with something like that. I was like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an actor. I have no dignity whatsoever. No, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Ah, just go for it. Uh, go for the comedy. The comedy. It's all about the comedy. But that's the thing. And that was something that I thought about later. I don't regret doing it. No, you uh, shouldn't. But no. I don't regret doing it. But I always. I tease you about it, but I admire that you did. No, that. no. I, it's, I, we can go into this more next week because we're, we're a little over time. All right. Uh, today. But it, it speaks more to this idea that. And it still goes on today. This idea that uh, that overweight and obese people, fat people, are inherently physically funny, oh. and that's all they're funny at is being physically oh. being a physical comic. Hmm. And I can give you half a dozen examples off the top of my head 
where that's yeah. the case. And it's like, no, I don't want yeah. that for myself. No, I want, no, 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 no. I am into, I like, I have an intellect. That's, that's what I want to use. Right. Um, now I respect the guys for making that choice. Um, current modern say like rebel Wilson, Australian ac- actress of yeah. size. Yeah. But she, I mean, she's in a lot of hit movies right now. Good for her. Good for embracing her. that and going with it. That's for her. It's not for me. Right. Right. You know, so I just, I always, well, she celebrates her size, you know, she, I mean, they work that into the script quite nicely. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing is she's at a point in her career where they can, they can do that. And it's, and it doesn't matter. Like it's not a big deal. Right. Uh, for her, but that's the thing is she, but she does a lot of physical comedy mm-hmm. in her stuff, but, and that's mm-hmm. fine because that's what she wants to do. Right. It's just not, I don't know. That that's necessarily what I want to do. No. You know, I'm still figuring that even 20 years on, I'm still trying to figure that out. So, right. You know, I don't know. But while I figure that out, I think we'll wrap it up this week. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mainly so I can stop talking. Stop Uh, talking already. uh, Talking too much. Yeah. Too much talking today. That's right. And all my talking has led us to the end of another episode of the Brian Trust. So. Here you can are. get this episode and all of our episodes on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. That is Brian with an I, correctly. Yeah, we kid the other Brians, but that's, you know, that's true. Uh, um, you can subscribe to the show there via RSS or Apple Podcasts, wherever you, wherever find podcasts are caught with the podcatchers and the thing and the thing and the wall and the I. Uh, wherever you do subscribe to the show, feel free to rate and review the show because ratings and reviews are how shows like ours get caught, get found by other people. Right. Um, you can also communicate with us directly if you want. We have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Brian trust. Uh, we're also on the Twitters. Um, mm-hmm. The show is at the Brian trust individually. I am at actor geek. I am at B Selkie. And that's going to do it for episode one eighteen, man of the Brian trust. Uh, and so uh, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> oh man. Until next time. Let it go. Let it go. You've reached the end of our show. <laughs>